What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matty Keywoman. and welcome to episode 14 of High Heat Fantasy Baseball. I am joined by the host with the most. Give it up for Kevin Perdios. What up, my dude? What's going on, boys? How we doing? Gotta love it. Just another recording of High Heat, talking fantasy baseball. Nothing I love more. Speaking of high heat, we are always brought to you each and every week by Couch Guy Sports, and you can check out all our written content on CouchGuySports.com. Articles dropping every single day. If you're new to the show, make sure you smash that subscribe button wherever you're getting this podcast. And if that app or website allows you to rate and review, please help the boys out and do so. And also, please share high heat fantasy baseball with literally everyone you know. Check out the Fantasy Baseball Market Watch every single morning when the market opens. All you got to do is search hashtag FBB Market Watch on Twitter, and you can follow whose values up, whose values down, and maybe even a little advice on what you can do. Lastly, I suggest you check out some of the other great podcasts on the CGS Network, shows like the CGS Podcast, Into the Triangle, and Legends Lingo. So go ahead. Let's cue the DJ Khaled voice, shall we? Because we got another one. On episode 14, we are bringing you another very, very, very special guest. This gentleman is the host of Legends Lingo, a show I personally think is tremendous. He is also the co-host of Couch Guy Sports Podcast and CGS's Red Sox show, Into the Triangle. His blog posts drop Mondays and Fridays, or basically whenever the hell he has something good to write about. He is the Cupid of this podcast, a very knowledgeable sports mind, which is why I am so damn excited to have him on to talk a little fantasy baseball. You know him as Big Al. We know him as El Capitan, Couch Guy Sports' digital contact director. Let's hear it for Mr. Al Nahigian. Hello, my man. What's going on? Wow. That, listen, I wish when this is over... I need that recorded. I need that sent to me. I need to have that for our podcast in the future. Wow. I was in for a treat and I was happy. In all seriousness, guys, Maddie, Kev, you two are probably two of my favorite guys on this whole network. And that's Aww. no exaggeration. Like you guys are awesome. And I'm so glad that this is a podcast I hadn't had the chance to been on yet. And now I get the chance to do it with you two guys and just talk baseball. I am so excited and fortunate to have you guys ask me to come on. So thank you. Seriously. Dude, we're, I'm, we're psyched. I mean, I, we get to chat it up every Tuesday night, but, you know, fantasy baseball is big on my mind, and I'm glad to get you on and hear a little about what you got going on because you got a pretty uh, pretty good record over there in the Couch Guy Sports League. Listen, 4-1-1. One, and one, I mean, some might say that I should be 4-2. and two. Others might say I should be 5-1. and one. I don't know. But, honestly, fantasy baseball, I've been, like, on and off with it. I've done it a few years. I haven't done it for a few years. This is the first time I've done it in, like, two, three years. And I'm having so much fun with it, especially with like the league that we have. So the fact that we're like going at it, but this is what happens in fantasy baseball. So here's what happens. Here's the, here's the Alan Higgins cycle of fantasy baseball. My team start off red hot and they start off like great April, great May, June and July. They like stay afloat. And then August and September, they just go straight down hill. So that's that's what's gonna happen probably. Like I'm, I'm listen, I'm riding the high right now. I'm playing very competitive with your guest last week, Chris Jones. Very competitive battle with him. I beat Kevin a few weeks. Actually, last week. Sorry, Kevin. That was a great battle him. you guys had. Dude, great I great battle. 
Kev, I thought you were going to get me. I looked back I and I was so mad. I, I know. So I mad. saw that and I was like, <laughs> I was like, this son of a gun's going to come back and beat me when I was up like 150 on him early in the week. I was so, oh, Dude, I, was, I, I don't know mad. what is, oh man, that happens with me every single week. It'll be like Wednesday, middle of the week. I'll look and be like, I'm getting smoked. What is going on? And I spent like an hour just like going through the wave of wires trying to like change things up. Find no one, nothing worth doing. And then Friday afternoon, my team decided to figure out how to play baseball and we stormed back, but it's too late. <laughs> That's when the boys oh, like damn. to rally. They're weekend warriors. You can't, <laughs> you know, sometimes it feels like fantasy baseball is split into two weeks. I swear. And there's no probably data to really support this, but just by playing a lot, I kind of get this notice that like anything can happen start Friday. You could be up a hundred. And if your team yeah. isn't ready to go, you don't got the pitches lined up and the other guy does. They will make that comeback on that ass by the end of the weekend. No doubt about it. It's crazy. I, I think what's crazy, too, is the fact that how many no-hitters have been thrown this year? Seven, eight? Depends on who you talk to, but the official record six. We say on high heat seven. Yeah, I have two of those pitchers that threw no-hitters, which I think is hilarious at this point. Yeah, well, last – or was it last, maybe two weeks ago? I streamed Turnbull. Hi, yeah. Kevin. Hi, Kevin. We're on – Hi. Daddy, <laughs> we were on recording. We were doing it like we were watching it live. Yeah. I got off. I got off the show. I went to bed and I woke up the next morning. I'm like, damn, how the hell did Al get so many points? And I'm scrolling. I'm, sc- I'm like, you motherfucker. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Kevin. No, I love that you're on this week. It's perfect timing just to look oh, back I, and, 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 like, and just flex a little. Now, now, listen, if that was somebody else, if that was like Maddie or Chris Jones or Oliver Martel, I would be like, just like ecstatic and everything. This is gonna sound weird. I felt bad because I like you so much. I was like, <laughs> damn, like, mercy. I felt I felt bad for I felt bad for Kev because I was like, you know what? He's a good kid. He works hard. He does well with the site. <laughs> and then I like that comeback. It was just like I like you guys think I'm like doing the backwards thing. I'm actually not. Like I genuinely felt bad for Kev. I was like, oh man, that's you just humble great. bragging that you got the dub, man. Let's go. <laughs> Don't worry, dude. Don't worry. We'll get into the uh, we'll get into the takeaways, and I'll uh, I'll just say this: Karma's a bitch. All right. Touche. <laughs> Touche, Kev. All right, Al. So you kind of already broke off like your experience in the fantasy baseball game, but how would you describe your GM style? Um, I would say to start the season, I'm a little bit more passive because I'm a guy that believes in first six weeks. You know, let's see what we got. Let's see, kind of or maybe not even for six weeks, like first three, four weeks. Let's see what the squad's about. Let's see who's going to be chucking, who's going to be stinking up the joint, mm-hmm. who's going to start off hot at the plate, who's going to be ice cold. And then after three, four weeks, I start to get more aggressive and I start to send out a lot of trades because I'm the type that believes that with a trade, you got to get something. If you're going to get something, you got to get rid of something. Yeah. You know, so if you want, you know, Nolan Arenado, I might have to give up Chris Bryant. And that's okay because you know that at the end of the day with trades, you got, I, I try to make them fair because I've been on the side of like, you know, trades that have been outrageously like yeah. one-sided. So that, that's kind of my style. And then I kind of just keep an eye on the waiver wire free agent, little pickup here and there. Like Kyle Gibson from Texas for me has been a great pickup Ooh, so far. I him to come. Yeah. Well, he's on the IL right now, but that's yes. the point. Um, but yeah, so that's something like, 
that I really try to focus on now more is the free agency pickups in a sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and we got a cool thing going in our personal league and I'm sure most of your listeners have different formats, but you know, when you got a good little pool of free agents, you can work your magic. You can get in there and kind of change dudes out, pull them out. And you know what I love, love hearing from you out is that you're not a trade predator. There are too many trade predators out there just trying to get, you know, just trying to pull, pull one over and they don't make enough deals. And by the end of the year, they're always bitching about, oh, no one wants to make trades with me. It's like, have you looked back on the offers you were putting out there? Yes. And that's, that's crazy. A- you can't be doing that. Right. And you two, like, I know I've sent both of you trades. Like, just know that there's never a time where I'm like, okay, I'm trying to, like, pull a fast one. Like, because, again, yeah. I'll reemphasize it. If you're going to give up something, if you're going to get something, you have to give up something. It's that right. simple. It's not this that This year difficult. for me, yeah. Yeah, this year for me has been weird. I've been like normally I'll do like Al, you send me some like good trades that I'm like really considering. And I'm like, and that backs up your argument. I'm like you got to give something to get something. And I do think about it. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't know. Like that's a good offer. And for whatever reason, my gut is always just like, no, I just, I don't think I can do it. And I understand why my, yeah, and timing's that's probably the why thing. my team sucks right oh, yeah. now. Where That's probably why, but. Yeah, it's, it's no, there's a lot that goes but, into trades, and I'm glad that actually we're having this little trade discussion now because later on in the show, we got our first ever grade the trade. Yeah. We'll go through, we'll probably come up with some snazzy name as we go, but as of right now, just a quick grade the trade, it rhymes, it works. But you know, I just sometimes it's about timing when it comes to a trade, and also sometimes it's just you know, a certain guy can have a leave a bad taste in your mouth, and all of a sudden, someone asks for him the next day, you're like, later, buddy. I'll trade them. No problem. But there's nothing worse than sending out a trade offer and getting it accepted right away. I know that sounds backwards, but sometimes when I send something out and it gets accepted, I'm like, Ooh, should I have gone lower? Should I have tried to start lower? Cause if they're so eager, I'm like, Oh shit, what did I miss? Yeah. I don't know. That's not here nor there. Well, nothing considering you're six and oh. I don't think you've missed. No, actually, I am not. Oh, yeah. That's right. Former guest on the show took me out on some absolute horse. Shit. That's but we'll talk right. about that. It's in my first. So it sounds I, like we have a lot of uh venting that we'll be doing on these this week's takeaways coming up in a minute. But we got a great yeah, show for you hype him tonight. Up. Don't hype him up. Don't feed into his confidence. Come on. He has a loss. All right. Listen, I'm listen, I'm, I'm not listen. Chris Jones. Uh, hey, listen, I'm playing Jones this week. We'll see what happens. We'll oh, see what Al, happens. I am pulling for you. You, you hear that, him. Jones? I am pulling for Al. Not because listen, he's the captain of the ship, but because I want him to take your ass out. Well, listen, I would hope so. Considering we do another podcast together, I would hope you'd be a little bit on my side. We are, that's we, we are, we are mates here. We are CGS mates, no doubt about it. Yes, we are. All right, so we got a great show for you listeners here tonight. Like I said, we got the first ever grade to trade. We got a super fun segment to end the show. But before we do, we also got a little bit of buy, hold, sell, trade. You know we're going to talk market watch because that's kind of what we do here on High Heat. And but before we even get to that, we got to go through the news and notes. Some injuries, some you know guys coming back from injury, call ups, send downs, all that good stuff. Let's jo- let's dive right on in. First of all, big man Alec Manoa will make his debut this week. It was supposed to be tonight, which we record every Wednesday night. But with rain canceling the game, he will pitch one of the doubleheader games on Thursday afternoon against the Yankees. So we are pulling for him. He kid looks like a stud. And if you have a chance to pick him up, do it. I don't care about the matchup. This guy has tremendous upside, polished college pitcher from West Virginia, and he's 6'6", 260 pounds. How can you not pull for the big fella? Big fellas in sports, yeah, I got a soft spot for him. I'm a big fella myself. Corey Kluber and Luke Voigt 
two Yankees. So we all on this podcast love to see it. We're placed on the IL. Korakuba will be out basically a month with a shoulder injury. There are some worries out there that that shoulder injury is the same one that took him out over the last couple of years, or at least some lingering effects of that injury. So, you know, if you roster Corey Kluber, that's something you're definitely going to be worried about. And Luke Voigt had a grade two oblique strain, so he'll be out as well on the shelf. Marcel Azuna, if, you, uh, if you're a Red Sox fan, you saw this live last night. Basically, his finger's not supposed to point that way. Slid in this third base. Devers instantly saw something that was wrong. His finger was pointing north. His hand was pointing south. Not something you like to see. So he's going to miss six weeks with that with that dislocated i think it was a ring finger either way i think, think so right it's like his, it was one of the middle ones so he was gonna be out six weeks he hates it because he has yet to turn it on and he was always one of my candidates to eventually turn it around because the dude's a stud marcel's room is a stud but now you have to stash him because he is out for at least six weeks the franimal fran mill reyes will miss five to seven weeks with an oblique strain man that's a bummer because he was on an absolute tear fran mill reyes was crushing the baseball looked every bit as one of the better dhs in the american league but he will hit the shelf for almost two months which is devastating to his team builders that roster him bryce harper is on the il with a forearm contusion joe girardi kind of jerked everyone around with his analysis of his injuries but eventually everything landed where it should and he is now on the il trent grisham joins bryce harper on the il with a left foot contusion he'll be out at least for those 10 days as Al alluded to a few minutes ago, Kyle Gibson is on the IL with a right groin strain. Man, he was putting together a great season, huh, Al? Yep, that's why I'm upset. You get he, 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 When you pick up a guy on the free agent, you take him in your last round of your draft, and he performs like that. Again, didn't matter about the, the opponent. Didn't matter about if he was home or away. The dude was just getting it done. So it sucks to see him go on the IL because you never know. What's going to happen when he gets back? You never know what kind of juju, what kind of vibe he'll be on when he gets back. So we're hoping for a speedy recovery for Gibson because he's one of this year's fantasy darlings. Lance McCullers, a.k.a. Kevin Perdios, is on the 10-day IL with a sore right shoulder. So, Kevin, tell the people how your shoulder's doing. Can they expect you back 10 days, 20 days? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's about 10 days. Uh, the doctor said it, sh- it shouldn't be much more. So uh, let's roll with the 10 days and hopefully – let me get back out there. So we have still yet to see Kevin and Lance in the same room, so we don't know if they are different people. But for some good news for the Houston Astros, starters Jake Odorizzi and Framber Valdez will be back this weekend, making their returns uh, against the Padres. Uh, and actually, starter Jose Ucurdy is not far behind. So uh, there's a lot of shakeups coming in Houston. And um, if you roster any of those guys, you're excited because they got some upside especially pitching for Houston. Uh, basically, the entire Mets roster is hurt. So, sorry, Mets fans out there. Sorry for people who roster them. Those guys are hurt. Michael Conforto, Jeff McNeil will be out at least a month. Pete Alonso, they're saying he could return this weekend, so that's a good sign. And Thor, who I am stashing in the CGS League, was pulled after a couple innings of his recent rehab start with <sighs> elbow soreness. So... Cue the womp, womp, womp. I don't know if I will be getting him back during the fantasy season, so I will be monitoring that situation. Now onto some good news. Cody, sweet-swinging Bellinger of the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, is nearing a return. I think he has about five rehab games under his belt, so that's great to see. And, you know, a first-round pick coming back is always good for fantasy baseball. And on to the last bit of news, which Kevin and I are very happy about. J.D. Martinez got that, uh, that OF eligible 
over the weekend. No longer util only. No longer DH only. He's got that outfield eligibility. It makes all the flexibility in the world so much better, especially, Kevin, you're a guy with Otani and J.D. with one util spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not in uh, – fortunately for you guys, not in my coach guy league, but uh, in one of my other leagues, I've been battling with J.D. and Otani, both being only DH eligible, and now – Freeze up a little bit of a uh, little bit of a spot, and now I get two of the best in bats in baseball um, in the same lineup. So happy wait, about that. Wait, do you have do you have JD in the Couch Guy League or no? No, okay. no. Okay, I'm not sure. Who no, in one of my other league. leagues, I have um, I have both of them, Otani and JD. That's and, <laughs> that's legit. Yeah. yeah so oh, yeah. good luck to everyone else. I hope you, I'm pulling for you in that league because I'm not in that league. Me wait, too. Speak about. Yeah, speaking of Otani, he is only six outfield appearances away from outfield eligibility. I mean, I have not prayed to the fantasy baseball guards as hard as I do with this. If Otani gets outfield eligibility, to the moon, baby. I mean, he's already hitting balls to the moon, hitting balls around Saturn, hit a ball 117 off the bat last night, absolute frozen rope into the right field stands. If he can get outfield eligibility, oh, baby. I'll be so excited. Kevin, imagine being able to play both those guys in the outfield on that team and then be able to use an, a util with whoever the hell you want. Dude, like you yeah. said, look it, out, league. Look the F out. Right, and and I'm deep in the outfield as it is. I've been – I know the last few episodes I've read it off. Like, I'm still waiting for Buxton and Marte to come back. Right. Um, Two huge players. They were great before they got hurt. Right, right. Both really – my team struggled for the last while they went down because I couldn't use Otani. I couldn't use JD at the same time. Those guys were down. So I was really a lot of waiver wilds and I lost a few games that if you had them, obviously I'd be all right, but everyone's in that boat right now. Mm. Um, so yeah, Marte Boston should be coming back. Now all of a sudden my outfield looks like Michael Brantley, Aaron Judge, Otani, JD, uh, Hanniger, Carrillo. He's having a phenomenal season still. Yeah. It's like, almost June. He's raking. Yeah. That, and that's just my outfield. And then you, you roll into the middle infield, Devers, Story, Boehm. Um, and then one of my other guys that I'll talk about here in a few minutes. Been a nice little pickup for me. Well, you know, I didn't know the first segment of the show was going to be roster baiting, Kevin. But yeah, I mean, I, you got a team like that, you might as well right. show it off, dude. Right. But my team has a losing record. Think about that. Whoa. I have all those guys, and I'm below 500. What do you got, Bobby Valentine running that team? What's going on, dude? I guess so, dude. I, we need huh. to fire the manager, I guess. Hey, uh, Maddie, you want to give me Marcus Stroman in our uh, couch guy league? Yeah, he was supposed to pitch tonight. You know, he got rained out. But we've talked about him in the past. The only thing is I don't know what I need. I don't know what I would trade him for. I'd give, it, I'd give, you, I'd give you a different pitcher, one that actually wins. He, yeah, you know that's fair. That's fair. We will talk because I love make, trying to make trades on the uh, on the show. So when we got when we're talking when we're doing grade the trade, maybe we'll see if we can uh, pull off a trade and then we'll grade it. Love it. Love you it. know the, the possibility is endless. Now this isn't news and noteworthy, but it is a little egg on my face. I brought last week to the table to the high heat fantasy baseball pitch meeting that Xander Bogarts was shortstop number one, and then Fernando Tatis promptly went out there and said, "Hey, Matty Kiwi." Have you, have you heard of me? Do you remember me? 
and went out and just looked like the absolute world beater that he is. So maybe I should make an addendum. Uh, Bogarts will be number two shortstop 2021 because Fernando Tatis not only is one of the best shortstop, he's one of the best players in baseball. Did you guys see that pimp job over the weekend? I don't think I, I don't think I did, but tell me about it a little bit. Oh, dude, you got to go look at this right after the show. Go check it out. He freaking a uh, grand slam. And then you got Don Orsillo with the phenomenal call. Oh, wait a minute. And he wait just pimped it. Yep. Now I, yep. Now I know it's time. Straight away yep, yep, center yep, yep, field, yep, yep. walked yep. it out, looked at the dugout. I mean, this guy's got all the swag in the world and he is so good. So, Hey, I'm sorry, Mr. Tatis Jr. I didn't mean to disrespect you like that. Don't go ahead and just embarrass me all around the world. That's nothing. That's, that's not fun for a podcast. I don't need that in my life, but whatever. All right, boys, let's get into it. We got five players that we're going to talk about. We're going to go ahead and dive in a little bit of analysis here, what we're seeing. And then if we want to buy, draw, uh, buy, sell, add, drop, hold, watch, whatever, whatever advice we want to give you, the listeners. So if you roster them, maybe you're looking at what to do with them. Maybe we help you out. If you're looking at making a trade for one, maybe this is something that helps you sway one way or another. So the first guy on the list, Mr. Dylan Bundy. Now Bundy has been pretty good over the last two years. This year he has He's had some struggles, especially over his last handful of starts. Uh, he actually was on the FBB market watch just a couple of days ago because he's had three stinkers in a row. We're talking 17 earned runs over his last three starts. So you might be wondering, what should you do with him? I don't know. Well, maybe we can go ahead and dive in and, and find out. His K per nine is still pretty solid. I mean, pretty solid, pretty much as his career has shown it's Right over nine, which is good to see. Uh, his strand rate, 57.5%, super, super low. That's something that tends to correct itself over the course of a year. So if that number starts creeping back up into the 70s, even mid-70s, where it's kind of projected on most uh, projection systems, he's instantly going to turn into a better pitcher for your fantasy team. Less earned runs mean more fantasy points, better for your categories. And then when you look at his expected stats, Far better than what he's producing. 6.5 ERA, 3.95 expected ERA with a 3.93 X fit, which means, you know, you take all the elements out of it. How's the guy doing on the mound? What does he look like when it's him just with his stuff? He looks pretty good. You know, high threes pitcher in this game is pretty damn good. So, guys, what do you think about Dylan Bundy? Go ahead, Al. Take the floor. You're the guest. Our guest. Have the floor. Oof. All right. Dylan Bundy, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I would drop him because you know what? Honestly, you're in an Angels organization that just doesn't know how to win. Obviously, he's had a couple stinkers, you know, the last couple times, like Maddie, you alluded to. Like, the Angels aren't going anywhere this year. I would just get rid of him and say, you know what? Let's find somebody on the free agency market. See you later. Drop him. Kevin. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with Al. I'm not I'm out on this guy for sure. Um, you know me, Maddie, by now, bro science for sure. You are our this resident dude, PhD in bro science. Phenomenal this dude job. Stinks, okay, this dude's this dude stinks. Um, and you go through like just looking strictly at the numbers. Last outing against Oakland, two and a third innings. That alone, see ya. Boston, four innings. L.A three Seattle and Houston he got to six he got to six innings which one of my other takeaways I don't understand what's going on but all right and then Texas five innings 
and really in all those games, the runs allowed the ERA four, seven, six, two, two, five. There's some, yeah, there's some good teams mixed in there. So obviously like the Boston's, the Oakland's, the Dodgers. Okay, you can understand why those crooked numbers are being put up. But you can't allow Texas to put five runs up against you. You can't allow you can't allow um even the the four earned, four earned runs against Oakland, it's still to me, I'm like, dude, you gotta get out of the friggin' second inning. Come on, or third inning, I should say. It's just I'm until he proves otherwise, I'm out on him. If you're kicking the tires between him and someone else you want to pick up because you need pitching for the week in a win, yeah, absolutely drop him. Take your chances on someone else. I'm going to – I get a little difference of opinion than you boys. I'm trying to buy low on Dylan Bundy and because I think you can get him dirt cheap. Uh, his value is going to be almost crushed in your league, given his last three starts. And you're seeing his roster percentage already fall. He's down to 68% rostered on ESPN, 75, which might be lowered at this moment on, on Yahoo. But he's got a 3.87 Sierra, which is basically the same as last year. And he was uber productive last year. One indicator that I think could uh, change and improve is the whiff percentage on his slider. Last year, 50%. Very, very good. This year, it's down to 39.8%. So basically 40%. So that's a 10% uh, decrease. And that's because he's hitting too much plate. And a lot of the things that you see on his batted ball data, you know, uh, barrel percentage, hard hit rate, is because he's catching entirely too much plate with that slider. You know, that's something that a pitcher can work on, something that a pitcher can adjust to. And I think he's going to make that adjustment because I think he's a big league pitcher and he's gotten better as he's gotten older. You know, he's a top former top prospect, so I'm trying to buy low. Next guy on the list, Mr. Danny Santana, first baseman, soon-to-be outfield eligible player for the Boston Red Sox. Now, this guy is a deep league possibility he's only rostered in about four percent on espn about 16 percent on yahoo maybe those numbers have gone up because he's been pretty good for the red sox who wants to go ahead and take the ball and start talking about mr donnie santana the floor is yours i'll make this short sweet and to the point i love it nice and quick playing for the red sox danny santana can steal some appearances so you know what i'm gonna put him on the watch list See what he does in Boston for the next week or so. See if he gets some, you know, A B quality ABs and everything. See if he can maybe be a, you know, guy that you buy really low on. So I'm gonna say watch him for now. Kev? Yeah, I'm um I'll go a step further. I don't I don't want to say watch. I would add him, and the reason I add him is I read read somewhere that he's gonna probably take over at second base foreseeable future just getting more reps there um so he's hitting the ball well i think he already has what two three home runs maybe um since being called up so i think the offense is the offensive upside is there it shows that he's hitting the ball pretty well and then flexibility man first base outfield eligibility is coming i think the second base eligibility is not far behind it mix that in with the second base position as a whole being a black hole. There's no one over there really outside of the top four or five guys, if you want to go that far. So um, 
if you have the opportunity and it looks like with the numbers people do, I would go at him for sure. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put him on the watch list. I'm with you, Al, because he's striking out about half the time, uh, which is probably going to come down. He's a, you know, he's a usually around like a, like a 30% K guy, maybe even a little less over the years. So I, I expect that to come down. I do love that he already has a stolen bag and the guy has great sprint speed. Uh, he's had, he, he's a 20 bag stealer in the past. I think, uh, you know, what year is it? I think 2018 to 2000, 2019. He stole, uh, let me find this, 21 bags. So, I mean, he's got potential to steal some bags. So, I like him. Well, the reason why he's not an ad, though, is because I thought if he batted in that leadoff spot, I mean, wheels up. The runs and RBIs alone would be worth adding. But he's not going to get that. Kike's back. Kike's playing great. Uh, so, he's probably going to bat towards the bottom. So, unless that – I'm looking for two things. A little bit better spot in the lineup and, so, and that K percentage come down. Once that happens, I'm looking to pick him up. I may miss out because I'm waiting, but that I'm with you. Al. I'm watching on Mr. Danny Santana. So the next guy on the list is a stud ace pitcher. No doubt about it, but he's come with a little bit of struggles lately. Now this guy's universally rostered. You're not picking him up even in a, I don't know, four team league. Aaron Nola is who I'm talking about starting pitcher from the Philadelphia Phillies. The kid's nasty. You know, he's a fantasy ace, but over the last, few handful of starts we're talking about four, five earned runs three earned runs four earned runs now the case stuff is there no doubt about it the guy can strike guys out he looks great 10.62k per nine but there's something there there's and he's not he's not pre- producing the fantasy points for for his team so that is why i'm holding if i roster him but if i can have a chance to buy i'll make i'm taking a crack at it because the stats look good i mean he's got a 2.97 fip not bad at all. An expected ERA of 3.03, which is pretty much right around where he is every year. So I, I do expect him to turn it back on, and he's going to have a dominant start maybe as soon as tonight where he's pitching, Wednesday night. Al, what's your thoughts on Mr. Allen? Allen, what are your thoughts on Mr. Aaron Nola? There you go. You finally got it out of your mouth. Good job. <laughs> and it rewind in my mouth. Blah, 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 blah. You, you know what? I would maybe I would maybe try to sell Aaron Nola, and here's why. Aaron Nola is a name. It's 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 a name in the National League. It's a guy that's contended for Cy Young awards. I'm not saying he's ever won one, but he's been right up there in contention. Absolutely, he's a guy. He's a guy that's playing in the NL East. He's playing for the Phillies. You know, the Phillies are a team that's kind of been underachieving this year, like they have pretty much every year since Bryce Harper signed on. And I don't know. I just think that somebody might buy high on Aaron Nola and think he turns it around. So maybe try to sell him. Yeah, you could definitely bring back some pieces to, to plug some holes in your team with trading Aaron Nolan. No doubt about it. And, and we're not talking about a one-for-one. One. You could probably get two, maybe three players, even though he's struggling in these last week or so or last couple of weeks. Why not? See what you can get. Kevin, what's your thoughts on Mr. Nola? Uh, man, ever since I looked at that he was on this list, I've been going back and forth. I'm so, I'm so torn. To me, it seems like it's every – Every fourth start for him is a dud. And then he'll go three more and dominate. Fourth one will be a dud. And it's just kind of, that's a tough spot, especially like you said, if you're an eighth, you can't, you can't have, you can't consistently have duds, right? Like you need to put together a string of eight unreal starts. Yeah, you can have a dud, but that dud should only be you know, I let up three earned runs, four earned runs. 
um, especially with the rate that everyone's striking out at in the league, which is a joke in and of itself. But he his strikeout numbers in his last six starts, he's only got to 10 strikeouts once. And, and to me, it's kind of like, you're the ace, you have the stuff, why aren't you getting those strikeouts? At the same time, why are you only going six innings? You know, I, I, I'm an old-fashioned guy, mm-hmm. I guess, in the sense of like, dude, if you're a number one pitcher, if you're the stud of a team, you got to get us through the seventh inning, right? right? Every fifth day, every fourth day, get us through the seventh inning so that we're able to turn it over to our eight and nine inning guys and give the rest a break. But I think this isn't just a him issue. This is an across-the-board issue. It's like six innings is now the new, new seventh inning. Yeah, no, you're considered a, a, like a workhorse if you can labor uh, 92 pitches through six. It's not. It's like, not the baseball we grew up on. No doubt. No, and and I'm not like I can't adjust to that. Like I got, I got high school guys now that are like, yeah, like you know I can only go like three innings. My arm gets torn. Like, dude, like I wasn't a pitcher, but like. I, I would go to my coach and be like, yeah, I can eat up like three or four innings for you. That's not considered a pitcher. You're just a guy throwing. Like, you're a guy eating up innings. Yeah, and we so mentioned that last like, week, the difference between throwers and pitchers. Right. And I'm like, you're just a dude I'm putting, like, if you can only give me three innings, you're just a guy I'm putting out there to eat up innings before my, so I have to use my aces or my two other, you know, my number one and two. You're not a pitcher. It's like yeah. that, and that's a me thing. Like I'm, I'm trying to adjust to that. But yeah, it's a new day and age. But I think Aaron Nola is a pitcher over a thrower. Yeah. But I will say this too. I mean, we're only a couple months in, so like the the, the data size and, and the sample size, it it can kind of be interpreted any which way you're looking at it. And, and he has completely changed his pitch pitch mix. He's throwing his fast seam, fat, four seam fastball the most, followed by his curveball and changeup. Last year, he threw his changeup. More than any other pitch, he threw it 27.4% of the time. This year, only 23.2%. So not a huge difference, but a difference nonetheless. So maybe that's why there's a few speed bumps. And as that irons out, you'll see those numbers increase. Because I think Aaron Nola is a pitcher, and I think he can be very good. So I'm saying hold, buy low. Al saying sell. Kevin, you're on the fence. Where's your final decision? Yeah, um, you know, I think my final decision is if you if – you... If you get a good offer, like if someone's going to give you a good offer, pull the trigger. But for now, just hold for now and just see. Like, definitely don't drop them. Definitely don't anything crazy like that. Yeah, you don't want to be but the reason why his roster ship percentage goes down to 98%. You don't yeah, want to be that right. guy. Yeah. And if, again, if someone gives you a good offer, if someone, you know, gives you an offer like he's pitching like the old Aaron Nola, Absolutely. I would pull the trigger on that, and I don't think yeah. I would consider it much more. Fair enough. Moving right along with a former Red Sox, maybe a favorite of ours. We don't really know. We'll find out in a minute, I guess. The switch hitting Christian, the Jedi, Jed Lowry. Um, he started off super, super hot for the Oakland Athletics. He was their everyday second baseman out of camp, came out swinging. He had a statement where he said that he was hurt when he played on the Mets and they didn't let him get surgery. The Mets are going to met. That's just what they're going to do this year. He's cooled off though in the, in the, in the last month. So 
it's kind of up in the air of what you maybe should do with him. We're looking at a, a 9.6 walk rate and a 19.8% K rate. So his plate IQ is pretty good. Babbitt of 297. So that will probably come down. And his uh, WRC plus has fallen down to 104. So just slightly above average. Uh, given his recent struggles, given what I think I can find out there, I'm okay dropping Lowry. Uh, you know, the 37-year-old may be hitting a wall here. Uh, I could see a DL stint around the corner. That's kind of his MO. You know, his batted ball dad is solid, but I'm still thinking I'm okay dropping. What do you say, Al? You know what? I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say you add him because oh, I think. I'm gonna, go ahead and bleep that out. Bleep that out. You're off the, you're off the show. You're out of here. I'm going to be off after any, I'm going to be off after this episode anyway. So it's all good. But, <laughs> but here's my thing. Here's the reasoning that I'm thinking the Oakland A's, you know, that they are going to make a run in the American league West. Now I know they have Matt Chapman, they have Matt Olson, you know, they have other pieces. I understand that. I get that. But Jed Lowry's a guy that maybe, you know, if the Oakland A's offense is going, he can be a guy that, is he can be a guy that contributes to, you know, that offense. I don't know. I I think that I'm being bold here and I know that, but I just think there's something with Jed Lowry that he's proven that with an opportunity, he can make the most of it. So. All right. No, I I agree. He is someone that can make the most of it. And if they make a run, you're like, you just said, their lineup solid. He could be in the middle of that lineup, scoring runs, driving in runs. So I understand it. Kevin. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree to an extent of where Al is. You know, he's in a good lineup that when they do make that run, he'll be a nice kind of compliment, compliment piece. Dude, I can't talk to him. I don't know what's going on with me. Um, but he's going to compliment that whole lineup very well. And I, I think my stance on it is it depends on the league you're in. If you're in a points league, I'm dropping him. If you're in a categories league, I think I add him. And the reason why is I don't think he's consistently putting up, putting up enough points in points leagues to add him. Like you're not gaining much out of him. Maybe, you know, on average, probably a handful of points, let's say two or three points a night versus the categories with the position eligibility of second base and DH or whatever it is on ESPN. Again, second base is a black hole. Mm-hmm. You have one of those top five guys that you need to, you know, that goes down or has a night off, you can plug Lowry in and really expect he's going to get you at least one hit and he's going to be serviceable. So I think that's a nice addition to a team where you don't really need, like if he strikes out three times but gets a base hit, well, you're getting that base hit and you're getting that average and he's still hitting 250 as a replacement guy. That's pretty good. So I think points league drop, categories add. Good analysis there. You know, I, 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 Jedi is one of those. He's one of those players. He's been unsung his entire career. Yet he's pretty productive. And uh, you know, already this year, he's only got the four home runs. He hasn't home run in a, had a home run in a while. But you know that those can come in bunches, especially in a good lineup. So let's move on to the last guy we're going to talk about. And I'm going to save my analysis for the last uh, of the three of us. So, Mister Patrick Corbin, starting pitcher from the Washington Nationals. Man, what a letdown he's been so far this year. He has not been the guy that you drafted in, you know, anywhere from round eight to round 12. So, Kevin, what, what, what are you doing if you roster Patrick Corbin and what are you doing if he's a free agent in your league? 
I'm shipping this dude to the moon. Yeah, I'm like first, <laughs> and not in a good way, not in the cool way the kids say it. In, in the moon, like no. you're launching his All ass right. to the moon. I'll tell you back. I'm Partially. shipping him to the goddamn sun. The sun. <laughs> the sun like, is I'm not a good thing. That's him. right. Yeah, like I'm firing him into the sun. Uh, launching you know, his ass. It, and and I think it is a lot of because a lot because of like you said where he's drafted, where you took him in your draft. Um, he's nowhere near pitching to that caliber. Um, I guess when I say drop or whatever, I'm just looking to get rid of him. Obviously, when I say drop or whatever, I'm looking trade, see if there's a trade value there. If not, I think you're good to drop him and find someone that you can take a shot at, a rookie mm-hmm. guy that's getting called up. Um, but um, I'm not in on him. His ERA is way too high. Over six. Yep. Strikeout rate's not there. Win to loss is not really there. If you mat, if that matters in your leagues, you know, um, wasn't there last year either. Seven losses right. last year. Right, and you know he's already at three right now. He's three and three. Yeah. And you know, in that Washington lineup's a pretty good lineup. You know, it's not like that lineup gives you an opportunity to win games for sure. Mm-hmm. And. If you're three and three in that rotation, you're doing something wrong. Now, would you say you would take like I don't know, sixty-five cents on the dollar if you're trying to trade him before a drop? Like, how desperate are you trying to get for a trade, or are you saying screw, it, I'm dropping him? Oh no, no, I'm, I yeah, uh, anything over drop, you know, like anything for a drop over a drop. So if you can get, if your value and if your um, market is. 60 cents on the dollar, 65 cents on the dollar. Take Do it. it because yeah. again, that's, that's something. I'm more of get something for nothing. You know? Right. Don't let them walk. Just try to right. get, yeah, it makes sense. Al, what's your thoughts on the lefty Patrick Corbin? You're muted, sir. There we go. I thought you right. podcast. We, we podcast every Tuesday. I've never seen you do that. I know. You know why? Because I'm used to actually hosting them. And then when I'm True. not hosting, I have to like actually, like, I'm, I'm also Fair getting enough. work. I'm also getting work emails and everything else. Yes. At nine 30 at night, it's, it's a pain in the, you know what, but anyways, <laughs> you guys it never were, stops, man. It never stops for real. It, the education train never stops. Kevin knows, but here's the thing. Yep. Kevin knows exactly. If you <laughs> if face. this is on, if this was on video, I <laughs> wish this was on video, but anyways, I was going to try to convince you guys that Patrick Corbin is worth someone to buy or potentially like add on, but you know what? I'm just going to sell on him because mm-hmm. really you guys kind of took the words out of my mouth. The the swings and misses aren't there. The strikeouts aren't there. The ERA stinks. So you know what? Short and sweet. Get Patrick Corbin off my fantasy baseball team. Plain and simple. Not that I have him, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I, you know, uh, Kevin, you know this as well as anybody. Every single show, every episode of High Heat Fantasy Baseball, I'm taking a quick trip to shameless plug city and I'm not stopping tonight. <laughs> so if you want to know exactly my thoughts, my deep dive on Patrick Corbin, tune in and go check out my latest article on couchguysports.com where I dive into the numbers. I check out the underlying metrics. I really try to understand some of the metrics on what Patrick Corbin is going through and what you can do with those metrics. Having said that, I'll give you a quick preview. I am trying to sell slash drop and basically one thing i found out dude get in right through the coals by right-handed hitters 
right-handed hitters are destroying this left-handed starter. So I am looking to drop and maybe even sell Patrick Coburn. But if you want to know exactly why, you want to know if you if you're saying, you know what, screw these guys. I don't want to make the I don't, they're not gonna make the decision for me. I need to, I need to see the stats, I need to see the the, the metrics. I, I gotta make my own decision. Go ahead and check out my article on couchguysports.com because the FBB market watch deep dive on Patrick Coburn will be out by the time you hear this show. Boys, those are the top five guys we need to talk about. Before we get into grade the trade, I want to know what's your biggest takeaway from the past week. So let's get started with our very special guest, Mr. Alan Hegan. Al, what's your best take, your biggest takeaway from last week? From my own team, Jose Abreu is going to be the guy that I thought he was. A guy that actually is going to yep. hit for power, a guy that's going to drive and runs. And now he averages up to 256 now. So you know what? If he can keep that steady, stay around 260, it's going to be looking pretty, pretty good for me the rest of the year. Yeah, he he was getting he was getting team builders a little nervous to start the year because he just wasn't as dominant. But now we are. He was sitting here recording on May 26. He's got a WRC plus back up to 133 because this dude mashes. Kevin, do you like uh, Jose Abreu? Dude, I love Jose Abreu. I've I've been on his train for forever. Except um, when you're playing love- against him in fantasy, right? Right, right. And you know, <laughs> last I, week I, I, fanship was suspended last week. No fanship yeah. last week. Right. I you know and I'm on the fan train. I love that dude. That dude mashes. Um I still I'll die on this hill and say he is one of the most underrated players in all of baseball. And I don't understand why. Like I don't get why no one gives him the love he deserves. But you know, I don't know. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan too. And he will always be the one that got away in my eyes for the Boston Red Sox. I really wish they would have signed him back in 2014. Kevin, why don't you go ahead and break off these wonderful listeners. What was your biggest takeaway from last week? Dude, I feel like we do this every, every episode or every other episode. It's something that just comes up and injuries, man, injuries. Every team that in your league is now getting hammered with one of their studs going down. Um, most notably, you know, like uh, Corey Kluber, in case you haven't heard, threw a no-hitter, the other, you know, last start. Next start comes out, blows his arm out. Hot take, that dude's done for the year. Shut up, Kevin. Shut up, Kevin. That's a hot take. That is a hot take. Because right now the, the diagnosis is saying four weeks. And you're saying – Screw those no, four no, weeks. No, We're talking no. about the rest of the year. It's four weeks and then another four weeks to get back into throwing shape. He's mm. out for eight weeks. Shut Ooh. up, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I see He's some sweat dribble down your forehead about yeah. this. this dude I'm sweating eight weeks. buckets. <laughs> yeah. So when I know when I mentioned it earlier, karma's a bitch. There's your karma. All right. Yeah, oh. you got you got the last you got the last possible ounce of any semblance of a pitching career for Kluber right <laughs> there. It's, it's gone. I just think, dude, and I love Kluber. I wanted him on the Sox. You know, I, I was happy to see him come back and pitch with some dominance. You know, that no-hitter was cool. I know it's the Yankees. We can't, whatever. And I know Al shoved it down my throat because I was going up against him in fantasy. But I, I was a big Kluber guy. I wanted him on the Sox, and I just think 
the eight, the injuries and the age, it's it's all pointed to one one way, and I hope I'm wrong. So I'm not even going to say what what I think. But um, and then Ozuna, like we talked about, he's out for six weeks or something like that. Dislocated fingers. Injuries are piling up, man. Yeah, they six are. Weeks, we say it every week, and we say every single yeah. week. If your league did not give out you know a fair amount of il spots they did your disservice because teams aren't afraid to throw a guy in il and it sucks that if you're just kind of shit out of luck because you don't have enough spots so i completely agree with you there and you know that Corey kluber take man is a we're not low in cold fantasy baseball we're high heat fantasy baseball and that's the type of shit that i like to hear because you know some people are gonna him and haw about this you're not you're gonna tell people what it is and you may very well be right because like i said at the top of the show some people are worried that this shoulder injury is just a lingering effect of what caused him to basically be out for two straight years uh, in his career. So we'll see what happens there. My biggest takeaway from last week is it derives from the Couch Guy Sports matchup where I lost to Mr. Evan Bonger. Shout out to Around the Diamond and Evan. He's been on the show. He's a great uh, baseball mind and great fantasy guy. Uh, and I just nothing beats an ultra competitive fantasy matchup. Nothing beats it. I love it. Even when I lost this matchup and I still love it. I just love the game and ship on Sunday. I made a play to bring in my last start of the week. He made a play to grab some starting pitcher eligible relief guys. So he could grab up some points. Cause we have a game started cap in our league. And I just love that back and forth. I love uh, the arms race that kind of happens in, in, in fantasy where you see your biggest competitor getting somebody you got to go out and get somebody you know all three of us kind of came up in the the in my opinion some of the prime years of the red sox yankees rivalry and it was like that in the offseason one went out and got a big name the other had to go out and get a big name and i love that about fantasy and in my golden pony fantasy league uh the one we talk i talk about all the time we stream it's a very streaming heavy points league so on sunday in a close matchup the starting pitcher market is hot Teams who are kind of looking like they're going to win or looking like they're going to lose, they're kind of looking to sell their starters for Sunday. And you can get some really good players. I could think a couple of weeks ago, I was able to sell Eric Freddie, Feedy, I don't even really know how to say his name, pitcher for the Washington Nationals, for Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford's been my starting shorts up ever since. So that's just a, a cool wrinkle that I love. What were you going to say, Al? What do you got? What do you got for me? Oh, all I just said was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. That, I mean, what would you? how would you grade that trade, Al? I give that an A plus. Are you kidding me? An A plus. Well, I'm that's, loving that. That's that's a that's a great trade on your part. You're bumping my tires, and I love it. And it's also a little bit of a segue city for yo asses out there, listeners. We have tonight the very first installment. Al, I am so happy that you're our guest here tonight, and I'm so happy that you get to be the very first guest to be part of Grade the Trade or whatever the title ends up being. All the other podcasts out there call it Grade the Trade because it rhymes. It's so on the nose. We'll give it a little high heat flavor as we go. We'll we'll come up with some names. So we got five trades and a bonus. I think we're going to go with the five trades, uh, and we'll go ahead and we'll just kind of give our analysis and we'll grade it. Kevin asked specifically, he said, Matt, listen, don't send me these damn trades. Don't do it. I don't want to prepare for this. I want to come with it off the cuff because sometimes trades, that's the best analysis. You don't want to dive into the numbers. You want to go with your gut feel. 
because a lot of the time trading is with you trade with your gut, you trade with your head. So we're going to bring you some grades for the trades that were out there. You know, I asked some of our listeners to, to submit their trades and boy, did you guys oblige. So thank you so much to our loyal listeners. We love you. We appreciate you. So thank you for sending in these trades. So let me get started with the first one. This trade, they are getting third baseman for the Chicago White Sox, Yohan Mercado, and starting pitcher from the Philadelphia Phillies that we talked about earlier, Aaron Nola. And he is giving up the Texas Rangers, Nick Solak, and the Miami Marlin ace, Sandy Alcantara. Now, Kevin, grade that MFN trade. Oh, man. Um, mm. So they get Moncada, Noah. Yep. Yeah, giving up Solak. Who's having a great year. And Alcantara, Tara, Tana, however you say that exact name. It's Alcantara, but I think I like Alcantara better. So go ahead, Sandy. Why don't you change that name? uh, I I think I'm doing it. I think I'm doing that trade. I think I'm I'm on the side of getting Moncada and Nola. I think that's – I agree. I think that side of the trade won it. So what's the grade? You're a teacher. You're good at giving out grades. So, so grade from whose side? The We're going to grade getting, from the getting side. All right, so the getting Moncada. Yes. Yep. All right, then I think that's a, that's a B. That's a B. Okay. That's a good okay. trade. I like that trade. And, you know, I don't know how I didn't make this, this, this connection earlier. We got two teachers in the pod tonight. So, obviously, we had to break off a little grade to trade. Al, grade that damn trade. B plus with the potential to be an A minus because I think if Aaron Nola can turn a corner, that's a big get you're getting as a pitcher. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Yoan Mankata, obviously one of the up and coming stars in the MLB, obviously in a White Sox team that's full of young talent. I think this has the potential to be an all time steal of a trade. I completely agree with you, Mr. Nahigian, because I gave it an A. Plus, because I would rather have Yon Mankata than Nick Solak. Yon Mankata is looking like his breakout season of 2019. His average has climbed all the way up to 281. He's hitting the ball hard now. He only has three home runs. But a guy like him, you've seen him. He's built like a strong safety in the SEC. That dude can rack off some home runs in a row, in, in a given week and be right back up there. So I, I'm all about Yon Mankata this year. And like you said, Al, if – Nola turns it around. I would take him six days a week, seventh if you could Sundays over Alcantara. So I'm giving that trade an A plus. Trade number two, getting third baseman from the St. Louis Cardinals. And this isn't the, the last time you'll hear this name, Mr. Aaron, oh, Aaron, Nolan Arenado. And he's giving up in this league. This is very important. He's outfield eligible. Most leagues, he's only util eligible, but in this one, he's outfield eligible. So it's, Nolan Arenado, and he's giving up Jordan Alvarez. Al, grade that trade. If you're getting Nolan Arenado, anytime you go, I don't care. I don't care when I say this. Anytime you get Nolan Arenado in a trade, that's a great trade. I don't care what the result is. I'm going to give that a solid A-. minus. Kevin? I'm an A+. I think that's a great trade. I think um... – Arenado's starting to figure it out, and he's starting to really put it together, and he's going to be the top five third baseman that we expected. Um, so I'm, I'm a big Aaron Nolan. Aaron Nolan, Jesus, man. 
We're both doing Aaron. it. We're just that's how, we're so simpatico that we keep stumbling. Aaron Nola and Nolan Arenado. Aaron, no, Aaron, Nolan Arenado. God damn it! What is going on with me? It's me. I swear, it's me. I understand. I get it. He's just taken back by your handsomeness, Al. Oh man, I'm like I'm all over the place right now. Nolan Arenado. I'm a big fan of him. Yes, A plus for that trade. Good job. See, earlier today, I actually had it ranked more like a B minus, maybe even a C plus, because I really like Jordan Alvarez and his skill set. And especially if you can put him in your outfield, I really, really like Jordan Alvarez. But he was scratched tonight with a wrist injury. This guy seems like he just can't stay healthy. So I actually had to change my grade and I bumped it up to an A minus because Nolan Arenado is killing it. He's in a good lineup. He seems to be producing just as good as if not just the same as he was when he was in course. Same thing out of course. So I am all about Aaron. Uh, I did it again. Jesus, Louises, Nolan Arenado. So let's just get away from that name. We'll be back on it later. Hopefully we've practiced enough now to not screw it up. Let's get on to trade number three. He is getting outfielder Mike Trout. And Kevin, I want your uh, analysis on this, especially because we had talked about it last week about a potential trade to acquire. Mike Trout. So this guy is getting Mike Trout and Lucas Giolito. That's a lot, a lot, a lot. And he is giving up Chris Bryant, resurgent possible MVP candidate and starting pitcher Hinjin Ryu. Now I'm assuming this is a points league. Actually, I'm not assuming. I know this is a points league. So keep that in mind. And now grade that damn trade. So it's Trout, and then you said who's the other? And Giel- oh. for Bryant wow. and Hinjin Ryu. You know what? <clears throat> I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a B minus because I know it's Mike Trout, and I understand that. But here's the thing: Chris Bryant, like you said, is having an MVP caliber season, and Ryu. You know, I think a lot of people overhype Ryu. I think he's good, but I don't think he's great in Toronto. I think he's. I think he's okay as an ace. And Lucas Giolito is one of the best young arms in the MLB. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I still don't think it's the best trade, but I think it's a good trade. So I'll go B minus. Yeah, I was a little torn. That's why I gave it the very, very lukewarm incomplete grade because I just needed to know. I needed to know if this guy was in contention. I needed to know where what his record was because if you're in first place, this is an A+. If you're in the dogfight, if you're in the, what we call the muck, and you're trying to fight for a playoff spot, I don't like this trade because I do like Ryu. I'm very – I'm one of Hinjin Ryu's biggest fans because this guy just – he's a constant pro. He just doesn't – he doesn't blow up a ton. You know, he doesn't have the upsides of Giolito, but Giolito's been down this year. He hasn't been producing like he has, in, in, especially last year when his, he was almost a Cy Young kid. So, uh, for that reason, if, I, if he's a contender, A, if he's battling as of right now, I don't get, I give a C-. minus. That's why it's incomplete. Now, Kevin, I'm um, so excited to hear your point of view here. Is this a yeah, trade you would do? Yes. Yeah, 100%. And it comes down to Ryu. I'm not a Ryu guy at all. I'm not in the slightest. So you're more um, of a Ken guy? Oh, Street Fighter <laughs> joke. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, man. Um, no, I don't got a flame. Another one, man. Honest. I got him. You're full of them tonight. I huh? screwed up that Jeez, joke two man. weeks ago, and I told myself, "Man, I looked in the mirror, <laughs> Eminem style, eight mile style. You ain't getting that. You ain't you ain't screwing this up again." Oh man, um, 
Yeah, so it comes down to Ryu. I, I, I'm not a fan of him, and I look at it as I would rather Giolito over Ryu. And for that reason, I give I give this trade a B, B plus. I think it's a good trade. Um, I kind of feel like the Cubs are going to hang on to Bryant. I don't expect them to really trade him. I don't know why. It's just what my gut is saying. No, that's a good point, too, because they're winning now. They're actually pretty – they right. had a great May, so that's a good point. Yeah, I, I just – for whatever reason, I, I'm I'm all right with – I think this is a good trade to get Trout and Julio, no matter where you are. Because also, like, the third base, I know we always say it's a deep – or it's a black hole there, too, sometimes. But I feel like there's enough guys that, you know – Go get Jay Cronesworth or someone like that where he can play wherever and hold down the four for a few weeks while Trout is back, coming back. Because Trout's going to be back. He's not – I think he he's a guy that doesn't want to milk anything. He wants to be back playing. Certainly. So we're moving on to the fourth trade sent in. And, again, listeners, thank you so much for, for answering the call and sending us your trades. This guy is getting starting pitcher Luis Castillo, someone we've talked about a couple times on this very show, and he is giving up the possibly breaking out, hit a home run tonight, Wednesday night, Austin Riley, getting Chris, Luis Castillo for Austin Riley. Al, how are you grading that trade? I'm gonna I'm gonna be very boring here, and I'm gonna give it an incomplete because, quite frankly, I don't know enough about the two players to make an accurate interpretation. So instead of pretending that I listen, instead of pretending that like I know, I'm gonna say I know what I know and I don't know what I don't know and I don't know what I know. So therefore, with these two guys, I'm gonna go with an incomplete. Fair enough. So let's pass it to you, Kev. What are you grading it? Oh man, uh, this one this one's tough. I'm a big Riley fan. I, I'm a big Riley fan. I have him. I maybe in both leagues, one of my leagues. I'm not sure, that, but I have him, and I'm I'm happy I have him. Um, so grading it from the get side, I think this is, this is a D. I don't think Castillo's, I want him to be the old Castillo, but no, I think you, I think you gave up too much. I think so. Not a great trade on the get side. See, I had the opposite. I think this is almost the perfect type of trade that you're trying to do because you're trying to sell high on Austin Riley and buy low on a guy like Luis Castillo. Now, Austin Riley may very well tell me in a couple weeks, much like Fernando Tatis did this past weekend, that I'm wrong. He's supporting a 154 WRC+, plus, which is fantastic. But his bad baby is about 100 points over projection, and I definitely see that coming down in a major way given his you know, his swing and miss capabilities. He's striking out almost 30% of the time. And in 2019, it was 36.4%. So he has been known to K quite a bit in his career. Uh, I do expect his breakout to not look as pristine at the end of the year as it does right now. So I'm giving this a B minus for the guy getting Luis Castillo. Even though Castillo's ERA right now is like a seven, six. Yes. And he's not, it's, I just there's still there's something left in his tank that the, the metrics are, are kind of inconclusive, which is tough to read because on one end, some of the some of the metrics say that this is a little bit of bad luck and this could turn around. But some of the other things say the opposite. 
And I, I'm just – I'm betting on the talent profile. I'm betting on what I thought a few months ago in draft season about Luis Castillo, who I thought would be a National League uh, Cy Young candidate this year. So I'm sticking to my preseason analysis. I'm not wavering enough where Austin Riley I'd – be, I'd be thrilled if this was April and I made this trade. So I'm going to stick to it. Not as thrilled, but still, like I said, B minus C plus, but I'm going to give it a B minus for the sake of argument. All right. I can respect your wrong opinion. (laughs) Does it make you proud a little bit that you set this up, this bromance that we've developed over the last few months? Are you, are you happy about this? I am so happy that this panned out exactly how I thought it would. <laughs> this is actually better than I thought it was. Credit, credit to me for thinking credit of the to you, idea. Man. But cre- no, no, credit to the both of you for doing it. It's your guys' thing, and you're killing it. So the it matchmaker, up. the matchmaker of heaven, the cupid of the show, like I said at the top of the show, Alan Hegan, shout out to you, my good man. Now, this last trade, I'm very excited to grade it because I know you're listening. Nick Frazier, he is a former guest on this show. He is one of the co-hosts of Grand Slam Fantasy Sports, a hot new fantasy sports podcast that I suggest you listeners check out. He'd made a blockbuster in our Golden Pony Fantasy Baseball uh, Experience League, and he posted it on Twitter. He wanted it to be graded. So, sir, you're welcome. We're going to grade it here, the three of us now. He brought in, like I said, this is a blockbuster. So get ready, strap in, and listen up. Eddie Rodriguez, AJ Pollock, Cookie Carrasco, and I'm going to say this right the first time, Nolan Arenado. And he gave up Austin Riley, Lance McCullers, a.k.a. Kevin Perdios, and Francisco Lindor. Kevin, grade that damn trade. Oh, man. Um, So who did he get again? So he brought in Ed Rod, Eddie, Erod. Eduardo Erod, AJ Pollock, Carlos Carrasco, Nolan Arenado. He gave up Austin Riley, Lance McCullers, and Francisco Lindor. It's funny, we've kind of talked about a bunch of these names. So this is like the great culmination of a trade for us to grade. I, ah, man, that's a, that's a good trade. That's a trade that I really think is, you know, both sides are going to be happy with it. They're not going to look back and be like, damn, I got. I got porked on that trade. I think there's a lot of guys in both sides of that trade that are going to give you what you hope, but there's a lot of upgrades, I guess, in there on both sides. So it's a good trade to make. I, I'm i on forget. I think that's – I'll give that a solid B. That's a good trade. Um, I'm Again, I'm high on Arenado. Um I do think Lindor figures it out, but, you know, Eddie, Eddie Rodriguez is going to benefit from when Sale comes back in one way, shape, or form. Um, Corey said again that Sale will be back. They just don't really know what capacity. I think it's out of the bullpen. Um, so I think Erod just benefits from Sale being there and around and takes that pressure off, I guess, to an extent, or the headlines away from being the ace. Um, so I, I give that trade a B. I think that's a good trade from both sides. The get side might just have a little bit of an edge. Yeah, definitely. And if Eduardo Rodriguez starts figuring it out, that's definitely going to bode well for Mr. Yeah. Frazier. Al, grade that damn trade, brother. B+. Plus. I think, B plus. honestly, when you're getting a guy like 
when you're getting Eduardo Rodriguez, Pollock, when you're getting Carrasco, who, by the way, when he gets off injured reserve, it's going to look pretty, pretty, pretty good. And then obviously no yeah. Arenado. You're giving away Lance McCullers, so I think I can throw faster than him now, even though he throws like 95 to 99% curveballs. Like, give me a break. It's just beyond ridiculous. Well, like your pun there, break, like curveball. And then you and then you add and then you add the other guys. Like it's just I don't know. I think that I think he made out really well in that trade. I think if Lindor ends up becoming the shortstop that everybody thinks he's going to be, which he probably will, then it's a little bit of a loss. But other than that, I think it's a solid, you know, four out of two. Like you get four good players for really two, and then Lindor. That's pretty good. Yeah, I see. Okay, so earlier today when I was looking at it, I was going to grade it a C minus. Because I'm a huge Lindor believer, and I think Lance McCullers is by far the best pitcher in this deal. And then when you add a guy like Austin Riley, even though I think he's going to regress closer to his league, his career average, I still think a breakout guy like him is a you know it's a it's a huge piece to move. But Lance McCullers has since been placed on the IL, which brings that value down a little bit, giving it. I think it's more of a fair trade now. Nolan Arenado is producing the most. Uh, of these given guys. So, uh, you know, you got to give credit to, to Arenado full heartedly. Uh, but, you know, Carlos Carrasco, they're saying he might, might not be back till July now for a hamstring injury. You know, he was up, they said he was building up to six, in, six innings of work and in simulated games. All of a sudden they put him on the 60 day IL and now they're thinking he won't be back till July. So there might be something else wrong with Carrasco other than that hammy, hammy injury. And yeah, Erod has just not looked like Erod. Now, if he comes back, like you said, Kevin, it's just going to add to the value that he brought in. But as of right now, I'm a little worried about Erod. So I'm not really sure. And then AJ Pollock's on the IL currently. So you're basically getting uh, uh, two guys on the IL, a superstar in Arenado, and a kind of struggling uh, number three, number two guy in fantasy. And you're giving up three guys that I really like now Lindor is struggling. So that kind of weighs it out. But like I said, overall, Nick, I think he did a good job. Nolan Arenado is a guy he's always coveted. So he went out and got his guy and I'll always, always respect that. That's why I give it a, a solid C at the end of the day, boys, that was a freaking blast. Grading the trades, a lot of fun. And I'm glad we got to do it with two teachers who are so verse in the grading process. So thank you guys very, very much for being a part of this. Now let's get on to the last bit of the show, a new segment that I'm calling right now Aaron Judge Judy. Basically, the concept of the show, our guest, Mr. Nahegan, is going to play the, the role of the judge. And Kevin and I, we both prepared a take, a spicy take, before tonight's show. And we're going to go ahead and pitch that to the judge. We're going to plead our case to the judge, Mr. Nahegan. Judge Nahegan. Oh, you like that? How's that sound, Al? Well, got a little ring to it. I think Mr. Nahegan sounds a little better. But Judge Nahegan, you know. Mr. I, judge I, Nahegan's pretty good. No, 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 you did too much there. No, 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 One or the other. Take your pick. I'm going with Judge Nahegan because I because it goes with the title of the Touché. segment. So, Judge Touché. Nahegan, you are here to hear us out. Kevin, would you like to get the first crack at it, or would you like to plead your case second? Oh, that's, this is your your topic, your show. You do it, man. You you um kick it off to the inaugural Judge Judy. Okay. okay, so the very first time that we're doing the segment that I most cunningly and wittingly called Aaron Judge Judy, I'm pitching, I'm pleading my case to you, Judge Egan, that Aaron Savelli is the best sell high in all of fantasy baseball. Go on. Okay, so he's been dynamite. 
He's only given up 12 earned runs the entire season, which brings his ERA to a 3.04, which is pretty good in today's game. But he's not, he's getting hit hard, even though he has good metrics. His fastball is in the lower 14th percentile of the league. He's also not getting a lot of whiffs. Only he, he ranks currently out in the bottom 18th percentile in whiff rate. And uh, Mr. Kiwoom, who does this uh, gentleman play for? Just so I can, you can bring him before the court. So as I bring him before the court, he pitches for the Cleveland baseball team. Okay. So you notice I went PC there. That should earn me, earn me some little bit of points. There. Uh, that, you, you got a little <laughs> bit there. Okay. Go, okay. Continue. Continue. K percentage, again, in the bottom 25th percentile of the league, a 7.01 K per nine. Currently, his strand rate's there. He's not getting his BABIP is low for a guy who doesn't throw as hard. And what just rings to me a 4.08 FIB, which means just it's not it doesn't look as good as the, the stats show. Now, I think he's riding an all time high. He's pitching great for the Cleveland baseball team as of right now. But the hard hit percentage is up from last year, his Sierra is up from last year. Just because he, he's gone on and had two 20-point games in a row, three of the last four, I think it's built his name up enough where now is the time to sell him as high as you can because if we're talking about this in three weeks, that value will come down. So that's why Aaron Savelli, despite his great production, is someone if you roster, you should sell tonight. Okay. Thank you. Mr. Perdios? Oh, my my take or my case is not nearly um, not nearly as breathtaking as Maddie's. Not um, a good way to start. Not a, I'm just gonna yeah, say that's that's uh, yeah, that's kind of a downgrade. <laughs> not a good way to start. Um, my my take is that Gavin Lux will earn a starting spot in that Dodgers lineup, no matter Corey Seager coming back or not. I think Gavin Lux. I think Gavin Lux has been hitting the ball well enough and playing solid D that you can't take him out of the lineup. Um, you know, he's. I know he's been flirting with, you know, breaking out since 2019 when he got called up. Um, finally, he's yet to have over 100 at bats this year. He's getting over 100 bats. He's at 134 right now, and everything across the board is up average home runs you name it it's up um on base percentage slugging percentage so my take is that gavin lux will earn a starting spot whether it be second base shortstop in that dodgers lineup no matter what of course Seager returning and he will be a focal point of why the dodgers go on a deep playoff run again all right, so am I allowed? Am I allowed to give my deliberations? Absolutely. Okay, so We're ready for you. Okay, so after hearing both cases, I must say both cases had strong points and weak points. Mr. Kiwoom, you were very detailed in your description. You had a lot of passion behind it. I respect that. The only downside is, and I know this is a fantasy baseball podcast, so we got to have the stats. But sometimes you might lose somebody, a casual fan, with the stats. Okay. Got to try to keep it simple. 
And again, the little kiss. We'll keep it simple, stupid. Yep, keep it simple, stupid. That's it. For Kevin, your enthusiasm sucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> the enthusiasm was just nowhere to be found for Kevin. Your stats were good. I, I went back, checked the stats. The stats checked out. Here's and here's another thing, too. Mr. Kiwoom, your candidate plays in the American League Central, which is home to two of probably the worst teams in Major League Baseball. Yes. Mr. Perdios, you chose a gentleman that is playing for arguably that should be on paper the best team in the league in a division that is also not that great in the National League West, although the Giants have been starting out pretty well. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. good. So this is a very difficult decision for me. I would say for the inaugural – Aaron Judge Judy segment of High Heat Fancy Baseball Podcast. You both sucked. You both don't get <laughs> shit. Um, no, I. You know what? This is. I'm the only reason. Uh, so I'm gonna give it to Maddie. The only reason oh, I'm giving whoa. it to Maddie. It, listen, listen, do, listen, do, listen, Mister. Listen, Mister. Oh, Gavin Lux is like really good, and he should be a starter for the Dodgers. You should be really good. If you have some enthusiasm, <laughs> you have something behind it. I was gonna give it to you, oh, but I, man. you know what? Maddie brought it. He brought the energy. He <laughs> sold it. It's a businessman. No, he blew you away with the nerd stats. That's all. No, I, I literally said. I literally said. I literally <laughs> said to him, "Don't do advanced stats." I gave you that advantage. So that's a bunch of that's a crock, and you know it. <laughs> Hey, I gotta, oh, I'm not going to lie. I completely agree with you, what you said, Kevin, even more than what I said. I think Gavin Lux is bound for a superstardom. I do. Especially in that team. Like, can yeah. I tell you, can yeah. I tell you, can I tell you the numbers? Like, honest to God. In my no, you can't. Because tonight's episode, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, if I had to do it out of a scale out of 100, I'd go 53-47 Maddie in that argument. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's very yeah. close. Yeah. As well it as it should be. Yeah, because Gavin Lux, I mean, I think he's he's here to stay. You know, he's battling guys like Chris Taylor, you know, Zach McKinstry when he gets back healthy. I just feel like this guy's a former top prospect. If he gets the ball rolling, he had an absolute bomb over this past weekend. This guy sticks. He's going to be a stud. Uh, so, yeah, I you know, I, I agree with you, Kevin. Definitely. And I'm also giving Kevin something to strive for for the next week. Oh, I like that. I like yeah, that. So the yeah, next time exactly. we do Aaron Judge Judy, Kevin, you got to bring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm helping you get your first dub, just like uh, oh, that, that guy on Barstool, Smitty, uh, trying to get a Fortnite win. It's the same type of thing. Motivates <laughs> yeah, like him to keep ball. going. All right, yeah, everybody the, listening. The I love, I love Gavin Lux. I, I hope uh, he's man, good. Man. I was kind, I was kind of hoping he was somehow just like mistakenly thrown into that Mookie Betts trade, but oh man. Oh man, yeah. Well, hey. The other guy in that trade, Jeter Downs, is playing pretty good for yeah, Worcester. So hopefully yeah. maybe one day we'll be talking about him on this very podcast. So that's going to wrap up tonight's show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. But before we officially go to bed, sign up for the night. Al, Kevin, any last-minute thoughts that you'd like to tell our lovely listeners? Uh, no, I'm just going to, again, thank you guys for having me on. It was a blast. I love talking baseball anytime I get it. I can tell that I'm going to need to seriously do my homework next time because I sounded like a second grader trying to complete pre-algebra two, which is fortunate that I teach that. So I believe me, I know how <laughs> See, bad no. it is. You I know how bad job. it can be. No, you were great I, on tonight's show. You were great. And you were the best judge we could have ever asked for in the very first Aaron Judge Judy segment. 
So next week when I listen and I hear that you tell the next guest the same thing, I'm going to come back and say, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Have you guys ever watched the movie Jingle All the Way? Uh, yeah. I've, see, yeah. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, when, when Aaron, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's talking to all these customers, he keeps going, and remember, you're my number one customer. He yeah, says everybody. But that that's what you are. You're a great judge. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that to everybody. You're a great judge. everyone to get you guys coming back. It's that's what I'm saying. I also want you to come back. That's very true. Yeah. Right. I'll listen. Back. Guys, I say it to all the podcasts. Whenever you need me, just give me a call in advance and we'll make it happen. I'm happy to do it. And I will say, Al, you have set the bar so damn high. So when Powder comes on the show and we have the Legends Lincoln face off, man, he's got a he's got a lot to overcome because you are a fantastic guest. Bring it. Thank so, you. Appreciate it, guys. Kevin, any last minute things you want to say to the people? No, I don't think so. I think we really did uh, cover everything. Um, you know, I'm, I'm as a Sox fan standpoint now. I'm hoping Danny Santana gets back to the 2019 version of himself. Um, oh, I yeah. think the dude's, I think the dude's legit. He's a good player. He's a good addition. Um, he, you know, chuck another W up to uh, bloom if mm-hmm. if he returns to form. No question. And like we said earlier, put him on your watch list or Adam. He's definitely looking pretty good since his call up. All right. So you can find our guest, Al Nahigian, on three great podcasts on this very network. Like I said, the Couch Guy Sports Podcast, Into the Triangle and Legends Lingo. His articles will be found every Monday and Friday on couchguysports.com. And you can find him on Twitter at Big Al2793. You can find me on Twitter at Matty Kiwoom. Make sure you follow Kevin on Twitter at Perdios95. And make sure you throw the show's Twitter handle a follow as well at HighHeatFBB. Every morning when the market opens, you can find the FBB Market Watch thread on mine or the High Heat Fantasy Baseball's Twitter handles. CouchGuysports.com is where you can get basically everything. That is Couch Guy Sports related, including mine, Kevin's, and Mr. Heen Nahigian's articles. We cover a lot of baseball, a lot of different sports, so it's a great chance for you to get all of your information when it comes to sports on CouchGuysports.com. Make sure you follow and subscribe to Couch Guy Sports Twitch channel. We're doing a lot of great stuff on that Twitch channel, showing video games, sports talk, a whole bunch of stuff, so that's something you're definitely going to want to check out. And while you're at it, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find video versions of our podcast and any other video content that CGS puts out. Thank everybody for listening. And as always, if you cannot take the heat, get your ass off the field because this is High Heat Fantasy Baseball. Tune in next week. Peace.